Later today, President Joe Biden will head to Capitol Hill to deliver his second State of the Union address. Over one shoulder will sit Vice President Kamala Harris, but on the other side will sit the newly appointed Republican Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. Divisions are deep within Congress and they will no doubt be on display as President Biden outlines his vision for the country. Cody Keenan was President Barack Obama's chief speechwriter and responsible for four of his State of the Union addresses. So he's all over State of the Union addresses. Welcome to RM Breakfast. Good morning. From hot air to a speechwriter. What a segue. <laughs> it's beautiful. An op-ed in the New York Times has the headline... The Night of 1,000 Eye Rolls. It seems easy to write off the speech as political theatre, but how important is it politically? It's both. It's both important and not. And and having done these, I can tell you, no, there is no speech where that has this much work go into it for such a small payoff. Um, it's a mix of, you know, every single cabinet agency and constituency wants what they want in there. You know, the president's trying to go over the head of Congress and speak directly to the voters. But it is just kind of this it's sort of this, the Super Bowl of politics and that you get about 40 million viewers each year. So it's an audience you don't want to let go to waste. OK, on the one hand, President Biden comes to the podium with some big wins on health care, on clean energy, uh, on the economy. Unemployment is at a 53 year low and inflation is starting to retreat. But there are still fears of a recession and that isn't gone. How will the president manage these competing messages? Yeah, one constant across White Houses, uh, whatever political party is in charge, is a frustration that nobody's really understanding all the great things you're doing. So I'm sure they'll trumpet some of the record you just mentioned, uh, and rightly so. But people are going to want to hear, where do we go from here, right? I mean, if recession's still an open question, where else are we going to keep going? What what are you going to do to keep bringing down inflation? Uh, where are you taking us? And You've also got a you've now got a divided Congress for the first time in a few years. You've got Republicans in charge of the House and they've already made it clear they're going to block everything he wants to do, if not worse. So in a way, you sort of have to frame what the next couple of years are going to look like. Look, I'm just going to, you know, his message is going to be I'm the guy who's been working with both parties to get stuff done. And he has passed more bipartisan legislation than the past couple of presidents had at this point. Uh, and and. I'm going to put forward some more policies that have broad bipartisan appeal, and I'm going to ask for good faith cooperation instead of cheap political stunts. And then if Republicans refuse, he can take that case to the American people in 2024. This is a really critical juncture, though, for the president. Uh, his, his approval ratings have been sliding. How hard is it to strike the right balance between hope and reality? And the, how key is this as a reset for him personally? Yeah, well, it, you know, it's a built-in reset every year, which is great. I mean, I think we were we were probably around where he is at this point in our term, and our approval rating, Obama's approval rating, went down to the mid 30s before re-election. So, no speech is going to endure the entire time. He can start laying some groundwork for two years from now, but what people are going to want to know is, you know, what are you doing for me? Most people who tune in to the State of the Union address don't follow politics on a daily basis. You know, we have jobs and kids to raise, so this is a real opportunity him to say, here's what I've been doing and why, and here's where we're going to go from here. Uh, and it will help politically. You know, it's not necessarily going to turn um, the approval rating around on a dime. That takes a long, long time. But I think you'll see cabinet secretaries fan out across the country and start taking the case to the American people. The Republicans have control of the lower house, which will hobble the president's agenda. You faced this situation. It's not new with Barack Obama. If you can't guarantee action, what message is, is left to deliver? 
Well, you want to get caught trying on, on showing that there are ways to work together. Um, you know, and, and you don't want to let cynicism and frustration obscure very real profound differences between the political parties. I mean, they haven't been this different in my lifetime in the United States, whatever you care about who controls Congress makes a monster difference. And this is an opportunity for him to lay out, uh, what those differences are, you know, he can put forward his case and his agenda as the reasonable and responsible one. And implicitly that shows that if they're going to block everything you want to do, they're irresponsible and radical. And, you know, the advantage Joe Biden has is the party opposing him is in many respects reckless and radical. And, and they've already established that choice. So he doesn't have to. Congress and America are very divided. You, you, you just said that. You said in your whole lifetime you haven't seen this level of uh, difference. Is there any language the president then can use in this speech to help bridge the disunity or is it now built in? Uh, you know, I, I'm going to give his speechwriters a little air cover here by saying there really is no clever line or story that's going to bring about unity. Um, I mean, keep in mind that we're just two years removed from people storming the Capitol. Uh, you know, the, the the current front runner for the Republican nomination is pledging to overturn part of the Constitution to reinstall him in, in self-empower, and half the Republicans there don't even think Joe Biden won. So it's a much, it's a much, it's it's an almost vertical battle in ways that we never really had to wage. I mean, when, when Republicans took over the House in uh, 2010, and Obama gave his first state of the union address after that, he gave over a lot of real estate to trying to work together with the other side, knowing they'd be obstructionists. Right now, Biden's facing, you know, the Republicans have their own infighting in their ranks. It remains to be seen if they can get led votes for their own legislation, but there are a lot of arsonists in there too. And so he'll, I think Biden will want to get caught trying. That actually is who he is. He cares about bipartisan cooperation. Um, so you, you want to make that a centerpiece of the speech and then it, and show voters, you know, what happens if they don't come along. President Biden turned 80 last year. His approval ratings, which I mentioned, are low, and there's been a lot of speculation on whether he will run for a second term. Will we get a pretty clear idea from this speech about whether he will run again? I don't expect him to announce tonight. Uh, that would be pretty early. It's a weird stage to do it. I think people will probably come away, you know, and I don't know what's in the speech, but I think people will come away from it assuming he's going to run again. I think it'll be pretty forceful. Um, you know, I'm sure he's practiced it a whole bunch and he'll deliver the heck out of it. But uh, I, I think Democrats will feel invigorated after this. And what are your thoughts about him running again? Uh, obviously, he's he's getting older and and that is, is often used against him. What's your take? Yeah, I mean, he's got a good story to tell. He's got a good record of accomplishments to run on. And, you know, Air Force One is a very powerful reelection tool. I always tell people, even after when President Obama left the stage, look, you're not always going to be thrilled with your candidate. They may not send electricity up your leg, but the alternative here is a pretty dark path. I mean, we're, we're up against a party that really is trying to roll back democracy in a lot of ways. So when push comes to shove, if he runs again, I think people are going to show up. Well, he's seen as a safe pair of hands, right? But is there any any rivals? Is he likely to face competition? I doubt it. I don't think anybody would come up and challenge him like that. And, and you know, building on what you just said, I think one of the themes coming out of tonight will be chaos versus competence. Uh, and he's going to be that steady set of hands that, that can lead the country forward. You were involved in producing eight State of the Union addresses. Were you approached to help out Biden with this speech? I was not. Uh, I know his chief speechwriter, Vinay Reddy, pretty well. Um, I've told him I will always be around. 
if you need advice, but I will never offer it. Nothing drove me crazier than when I was working on one of these and I'd see somebody on TV saying, here's what President Obama needs to say tonight. So I've made sure never to do that to Vinay. Did you ever hate the advice? Uh, if it was good, sure. You know, if somebody yeah. actually gave me a, a good Did line. Did anyone yeah, ever course, give you but... a good idea? Oh, plenty of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were never an island there. I mean, this was, President Obama was really our chief speechwriter. But if, if anybody actually had a really good idea and good suggestion, I would absolutely take that. Uh, more often than not, though, it was somebody just trying to cram in their pet project and it just didn't fit. You just said President Obama was was the chief speechwriter. Is, is, is Joe Biden the same? They have different styles. I know Vice President Biden is intimately involved in every speech and goes through several drafts, but but Obama at his core was fundamentally a writer. And I think if he wasn't a politician, he would have remained a writer. Um, mm. So they just have much different styles, but they're, they're equally hands-on. Cody, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Cody Keenan was Barack Obama's chief speechwriter and his book, Grace, President Obama and 10 Days in the Battle for America goes on sale next week. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.